to another episode of Friends of the Vine Wine Podcast. So, episode 38 is with Kira LaFranc. She is the winemaker for Stag's Hollow. She's been there the last couple of years, and if you really want to look at what the Okanagan and what BC Wine has to offer, Stag's Hollow and Kira really is really the epitome of what Okanagan wine scene is all about. Young talented ambitious you've got a lot of great young female winemakers in the Okanagan wine scene and she is a star on the rise we get into in the first 10 minutes of the podcast we get into her origin and to wine and her her story of how she got into winemaking and the last half of the podcast we sit down outside and have a tasting go through a bunch of her portfolio specifically the the wines that she has been uh, a part of for the last couple of years the first little bit is some great sound bites that we got from our chat we finish it up with a great conversation outside enjoying some wines together it just really shows the uniqueness that is the Okanagan wine scene these days great portfolio You've got some Syrah, some Tempranillo, some Dolcetto, some Albarino. Great, uh, great lineup. So let's get right into it. Everything's still super new, and I'm so lucky to, to be where I am this early in my career. It just really timed out very well. Uh, I had a great mentor, Dwight Sick, and um, he kind of guided me a little bit, and which direction I should take and I really wanted to go back to school and that took me to New Zealand and then took me back here and yeah I don't know why but the timing timing worked out so it was a bit stressful last year taking over and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with our portfolio at all but we have about 26 SKUs or something like that so it's a lot to to manage Um, and then to to also obviously I want to make the best wines possible so it's it's a it's a big time commitment but I think we're getting there 2018 was really great I had an awesome team with me and who are surprisingly even younger than I am but <laughs> and we have a young team again this year so it's it's really fun everyone's just really excited about wine and and just really getting into it I mean we work with some varieties that we're still working out how how they should be best managed. Um, Dolcetto is one of them. Super fun to work with, but we we changed things up last year and we did a lot more delistage to really minimize a lot of those seed tannins. And so it was a lot of work up front, but it, it turned out really beautifully. We just bottled it last week, I believe. We could try it later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you'll be the first. No one else has tried it. 2018 was great in that it really showed off the acid. I, I, I love acid, so I, I think it really played well with a little bit of a texture, textural element, but um, yeah, it was a fun, fun one. We also have Terraldigo, which um, we haven't really experimented too much with because we've been busy with other things, but uh, that's this year's project kind of 
change things up there. We still don't know what, what is, I mean, if we even have a, you know, a set three or four varieties that work the best in the Okanagan. So it's, it's all experimentation and right. I think it's a really fun time to be a part of right, um, yeah. the Okanagan. What are you finding here in like the Okay Falls area? What are you guys finding is working? Um, I think Pinot is becoming more and more uh, a huge part of our portfolio. We have, um, we had six clones planted to our other vineyard, we just planted a seventh this year. So that's quite, quite a big focus for us. I'd like to plant some Chardonnay because I know mm -hmm. that works really well here, but yeah. we have a, we have enough yeah. varieties at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that we really have... I don't know that we're yeah. I don't know that we're really limited with what can or can't grow here. I mean, we have Bordeaux varieties on on this slope, and then Vidal on the other slope, and Muscat in the middle of the hall or down at the bottom of the hollow, and Tempranillo on the sides. Everything ripens generally every year, and yeah, we've had really great. What was success. the one you're mentioning downstairs? the small project, what was that? Oh, <laughs> Shasla. Uh, so we had, originally when Larry and Linda planted the vineyard, they grafted um, the whole slope over from Shasla to Bordeaux varieties and Pinot Noir. Um, actually, Merlot and Pinot Noir. A little bit of cap stuff sprinkled in, but um, there are still a couple of Shasla vines lingering out there, so... Um, Libby, our cellar head from um, Australia, last year it was her project and she could bring in all the Shasla vines. She had to go track them down first, which is quite funny. And yeah, so today that's what she is doing. Um, she wants to make a better version this year, so we'll see. Uh, yields are surprisingly down, but maybe she just missed a few vines, so <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of fun. She's It's like about 30 liters or so, so it's, it's nothing huge, but it, it keeps her excited and just a bit of fun. New Zealand, for me anyways, I feel like New Zealand um, is kind of like one step ahead of us. So it's a great place to, they're still experimenting, they're still planting weird and wonderful varieties and, and trying to figure out what works there. They've obviously had huge success with Sauvignon Blanc. So it's really cool it's really cool to take that kind of knowledge and, and apply it in the Okanagan and their organics and sustainability is maybe a little bit ahead of us and I think that we maybe need to grab a hold of that and, and bring it over to Canada but yeah I mean I, for me I, there were a few factors that went into it, my decision to go over there but uh, I loved New Zealand I love the culture I love the the people there and the wine is awesome so yeah that's really why I chose. And I didn't go to Lincoln, I went to University of Auckland, which is, they have a campus just north of Auckland on Waiheke Island, so that was a big part of why I went. It's, uh, it was like living on an island of wine for a year and a half. I feel like in the valley we, we become so insular and it, part of the reason it's, it's hard to get international wines in the valley, like there's not very many of them available, but you start comparing yourselves rather than on a international 
level and, and benchmarking your, your wines against those, you know, even, not even top wines, but, you know, standard wines throughout the, the world, you benchmark yourselves against, you know, your neighbor or, you know, up the valley or whatever. And it, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a, a weird way of thinking of things because we're not going to get better unless we, we start looking further afield. We still don't know what, what is, I mean, if we even have a, you know, a set, three or four varieties that work the best in the Okanagan. So it's, it's all experimentation, and right. I think it's a really fun time to be a part of right. um, yeah. the Okanagan. It's interesting, actually, because I am so new, and um, the, the winery is so well-established already. Right. Yeah. And I don't know, unless I'm out there doing stuff. I mean, even if people see me from the patio and I'm out on, on the crush pad doing doing work out there, they think I'm a seller hand, but, um, which isn't necessarily a bad it's thing. But you get stuff uh, done that way. Yeah, exactly. It's it's frustrating at, at times because people tend to underestimate me, but. Yeah. Um, other times, I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing this to, to be recognized, so. You want your word to speak for itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's kind of cool when people are, are yeah. surprised. It's, it's really cool to see so many young people getting involved because it is such a, a cool industry and yeah. such a unique combination of, of science and, and creativity that I, you know, I struggled to find anywhere else when I was looking for something to do. I went away to school and I had no idea what I was going to do. I went into sciences because I quite liked it. I liked math and I thought maybe architecture could be cool because, I, again, I was looking for that combination because I, I, I am quite creative, but I also really enjoy science. But yeah, I, I went to the U of A, did, uh, started out in physics got absolutely in over my head uh, by third year I was like ready to ready to switch to uh, culinary school and my mom was like well whoa 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 let's just what else can you switch into so then I thought nursing and and then I came back here and worked a summer in the tasting room um, at Stegs actually and just fell in love with it so I graduated finally and Dwight let me do some work in the cellar and in the lab and I kind of took off from there. You hear so often that aha wine or something. I, the only wine that comes to mind is the 2011 Syrah from Stegs Hollow and I had brought it down to Australia when I was living there and we tasted it with some American friends and we had been tasting a lot of international wine and, and it showed beautifully and my friends were like what this is from Canada and so that's the only wine that kind of sticks out for me but I think what brought me to winemaking because um, I was working in restaurants more so before before going into this I was on a, a little sales trip to um, McLaren Vale in Australia so I was running a wine bar in Brisbane and they I got chosen to go out there and we got to visit some vineyards and um, talk to a lot of winemakers and there are some some younger younger winemakers how there. You, and how old were you when you were running a wine bar in Brisbane? <laughs> uh, 20, 25. 25? Yeah. yeah. It was a small one, but yeah. 
<laughs> it was That's really cool. I it was really cool because the owners had just taken over, and I got to re- rebuild the wine list. Cool. So. And that's, yeah. see, that's, that's the difference between guys and, because like 25, I don't, I wouldn't have been mature enough to 35. I don't think I was mature enough. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And we just got to meet a whole bunch of really cool young winemakers and they were so passionate about what they did and even these small projects. And we got to drink a ton of really beautiful Grenache. Um, so yeah, I think that really... Australian Grenache is so good. <sighs> right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I yeah. wish it, I wish it grew that well here. Yeah. <laughs> just talking to these guys, and, and it was mostly men, you, you could just see the, the passion, the creativity, and I just thought, you know, I want to go back to school and actually use this degree that I have, and I think I can do this. Because before, it was almost overwhelming the amount of decision-making you have available to you and the things that could go wrong. <laughs> But it's, uh, at the end of the day, it, you, you get what you put into it, and if you put the work in, the, it shows in the wine. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of which, yeah. should we go taste some? Yes, taste yeah, absolutely. Cool. Cheers. Thanks What's so much it? for coming out. Yeah, thank you for uh, entertaining me. Of course. What have we got? So I thought we'd start with uh, the frizzante, the muscat frizzante, just because we picked that yesterday and we were talking about it a bit. So it's about half and half uh, muscat autonel from just down the bottom of the hollow there. Cool. Those naked vines. And uh, the orange muscat comes from our Shuttleworth Creek property, which is just two kilometers down the road. Nice. And then there's a splash of Riesling in there for a little bit of acidity. But yeah, just a fun, fun little start. It's nice, like, muscats that you're not getting that, like, not the kind of the California muscat. Yeah. You're getting that really sweet, buttery kind of... <laughs> totally, yeah. You know. Grapey. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. This is actually the first, first wine of mine that we bottled. Very cool. Mm-hmm. What year is this? 18. 18. Mm-hmm. So that's that's literally how how new you are into the scene of wine yeah. making, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, and it, I mean, there's there's a few different wineries that in the last four or five years have introduced new winemaker stuff, but that's yeah. like, that's pretty, cool. Pretty fresh. Yeah. yeah. Fresh. It's really cool because it's uh, it's a ton of responsibility and a ton of trust that goes into it. I mean, uh, we talked about it before, it's, it's, Stag's Hollow is pretty well established and um, for Larry and Linda to kind of hand over the reins to me is pretty, pretty big, but um, hopefully I'm doing a all right job. This is our 2018 Syrah Rosé. The Syrah comes from one of the only properties that we purchase grapes from down in Osoyas, basically right along the border. It's nice. called Amalia Vineyard. There it's funny, is. Uh, sorry, it was funny how, especially down with Oliver, how it's it's like with Merlots and with with the riper. It seems farther down, closer to the border. Just it gets so nice and ripe, and oh, you get those absolutely. big wines and. Uh, 
like rosés and yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Syrah, I think, is one that just does beautifully the further south you go. I mean, there's some really awesome Syrahs out in the smoke meat. Sorry. <laughs> she is working. She but... is working. We did pick this spot. Yeah, so. we did. There's some nice, serious said there's some nice Syrahs in where? Uh, the smoke meat. Yeah. There's uh, some really cool ones out in the smoke meat. Yeah. But I think Osiris just has the, the heat to ripen Syrah really beautifully. And then obviously down into to Washington. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, so Syrah is one of my favorite varieties to work with. This one is was a fun wine to make. The majority of it was, we picked it specifically for the rosé. So it's a, a block of younger vines that um, we crop a little bit higher and keep the acidity up a little bit. Um, with that portion, we just went straight straight into the press. It took about half an hour to load it up, slapped the doors on and started pressing. So it's pretty minimal skin contact. And then the rest of it, which is about a third of it, was a uh, Syrah Viognier co-ferment. So there is a little splash of Viognier in there. Nice. Yeah, it was kind of cool to see the, the difference. And, uh, and then we blended them together in the end. But it's, And it's interesting how, like, I mean, rosés, like, there's so many different Grenache and Pinot and Syrah, and it's just kind of cool, and, and have to have a little V&A mm -hmm. splash in there, that's kind of neat. Yeah. I don't know, I, I think Syrah works well, it seems to, but I, I think it could be pretty easy to to get too much skin contact. It's pretty pale, yeah, but... It's pretty, yeah, it's a nice color. <laughs> yeah. Very cool color. And that's the brand new Dolcetto. The brand new one, yeah, it's cracking Very cool. open. I'm hoping it, sh it shows okay. It was, you know, last week that we bottled it, but... So what we changed this year, I don't know if you've tried previous vintages. I haven't. But we did a lot of Delastage, so we tried to... We do all of our ferments in these... Uh, you can see them down there. There's one ton plastic bin fermenters. So there's no valve on the bottom. There's no screen for... Uh, Sorry, she's washing no, the crush no, no. pad down. There's no screen for seeds or anything like that, so it's it's a lot of work. We took a pump and a big, I think it was from the side of a tank, actually, this big metal pipe that we connected it to and essentially vacuumed up the bottom of the fermenter, trying to get as many seeds as possible. Right. And then we pumped it through this rocket, which we normally use for, for draining ferments, got the seeds out that way. So it was pretty creative thinking, mm. I think but it allowed us to get rid of the seeds, or most of them anyways, and also incorporate a lot of air. So I think that helped soften out the, the tannins that yeah. were there. Which, in, I mean, Dill Chow's, well, yeah, is one of those ones that yeah. tannins can be a little... What would you say in the next couple of years? Yeah, I would say so. This one, for us, we make it to be quite a, a fun, youthful wine, so mm. uh, it's it's... It ages really well, but mm -hmm. I, you know, I wouldn't say you had to wait great with pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I find it's nice and fresh and fruity and mm -hmm. just not every wine has to be this, you know, 10 year old mm -hmm. oaky, 
uh, big crazy one, right? I mean, some of them can just be like like the gamay style, like the Beaujolais style, where exactly. you're just like fresh, fun, fruity. Mm-hmm. And some of those wines are just absolutely beautiful as mm-hmm. well. You need something to go with pizza. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, it can't just be beer. Yeah. Although beer is pretty good. Beer is pretty good. This is really nice. Thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. It's uh. What kind of oak? Uh, no oak. No oak. It's um, about one third concrete and cool. rust stainless steel. Very cool. Yeah, um, it's a, it was a fun one to make because we put so much work into it in the front end in during harvest. Uh, we really didn't have to do much afterwards. Nice. I really like the the brightness of the acidity, mm. but um, it's, it's a fun one. Yeah. I like the tannins on this one. So this is yours through and through then. Mm-hmm. Very cool. The first of my reds to be released, which is pretty cool. It's just great hanging out here. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. It's a pretty pretty good place to to hang out and be able to work and look out. Yeah. I mean our our sorting table is normally position the other way so you're just like looking out into the vineyard nice. it's just beautiful but yeah those so, turkey vultures are always circling around yeah um is the netting because of the deers it's for the birds for the birds mm-hmm. they seem to like certain varieties more than others interesting they hate merlot for some reason <laughs> <laughs> they, they love pinot they must have watched sideways yeah exactly <laughs> i <laughs> think they they did but yeah it, just really depends but they could do a lot of damage and yeah and then i noticed people are, are firing off the bangers a lot, a lot as well mm-hmm. yeah we don't have speaking of. <laughs> yeah speaking yeah. of yeah blue mountain has some i believe we don't have any the deer are a problem too but most people have deer fences now we're looking into there's lasers you could get for okay. your vineyard so it, they just shoot lights that repel the birds i guess and there's been positive studies down in the states that have been done but it's it's a risky move because once you switch you don't net right. and yeah yeah very cool all right so next up we have our 2016 tempranillo hoven so we make this is actually the the only one in this style that we've done we wanted to make kind of a youthful fresh expression of tempranillo mm-hmm. because the other version that we do is you know it does see a lot more oak and um a lot more time in oak and then we keep it for another year in bottle before we release it so it's a long time to wait but also tempranillo is is such an interesting grape and it has this this really bright characteristic as well so we wanted to show that off so this is 100 percent stainless steel i think it was released early in 2017 so and this is straight, uh, 100% tempered ale? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was too busy sniffing, I wasn't listening. That's <laughs> okay. So our tempranillo is uh, the stuff under the nets there okay. around the hollow. Then we have a little bit planted over at Shuttleworth Creek as well. You can tell Libby, she's definitely made the podcast, that's right. <laughs> She'll be happy to know yeah. that. Tell all their friends back in Australia. Ambient sounds is good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Kelsey had a uh, rooster that kept kept, uh, 
inter- really? <laughs> not, not interrupting. It was you could. It was very prevalent in the background. Oh, too funny. I really have to go over there and taste her mm-hmm. wines. She has a Sangiovese I'm going to pick up later. Mm. I think she saved me one. Mm. Fingers crossed. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. We were talking when, uh, before I was recording, we were talking about kind of those inspirations, <coughs> right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously, Kelsey is someone that you're kind of aspiring towards. Yeah, I, I think she's just a cool chick yeah. doing the, making the wines that she wants to make, and yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, she's got the support, too, where she's like, oh, this is what I want to do, and it's going to work, and trust me, and... Yeah. 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 It's, pr- it's pretty cool. She has, yeah, she, she's a cool chick. I think she was a year or two years ahead of me in high school. I graduated with her younger brother, okay. but, uh, yeah, and then she went... New Zealand, I guess, but despite being like not very far apart, I don't really see her much. That's or funny. <laughs> haven't gotten to know her that much, but yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about like Madeline Puckett and all these like kind of inspir- inspiring um, young female role models in yeah. the wine world, right? There's more and more of them, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's actually really neat that you know having. Libby here with us, she noticed right away when she came to the Okanagan, like, wow, you guys have a lot of women winemakers. You just don't see that in Australia. And yeah. I think that's really cool to to have that be something to notice. Someone like Severin and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Is there anybody speaking else of people that you're, to look Speaking up of to. people to look yeah. up to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are there oh. others that, for you, that you're like, you draw... Oh, I think Severin, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, we just tasted, we went on a little tour the other day and tasted her wines. Like, those Syrahs are just absolutely so elegant and so beautiful. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. Everyone does something different, and Mm -hmm. I think there's there's quite a a number of people that I look up to in the valley. Well, even down in Napa and stuff, right, there's... Mm-hmm. There's folks down in Napa like this. There's young, young female winemakers down in Napa, and yeah. and older. I mean, not just young female winemakers, but I mean, there's established. There's some really great established female winemakers, and mm-hmm. and from the business side as well, like people are running businesses and running wine, wineries, and yeah, that are, have been established for for generations, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Very cool. That was nice. This one was really nice. Yeah, I like that one. That's cool. Uh, and then the next one is our. So, did you try this one at? Uh... That's was that the one with the Bordeaux? Yeah, yeah, Fifteen percent or yeah. something. Yeah. Do you want to try? It? Yeah, please. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, this was delicious. Thank you. Yeah, it was um, fun to to play around with the blending on this one, and we just released it uh, a few weeks ago, I think. Is it 15% Bordeaux? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Or just just slightly under, something like that, 14.9. <laughs> and uh, yeah, how big is this one? Alcohol-wise? Yeah, 14. Yeah. I think it carries it. Well, Tempranillo just does any anyways, but... Yeah. Um, 
Did you yeah. use a bulk treatment on this one? Or? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was actually looking that up the other day. I think it was about 40% American, 60% French, but more more neutral than than new. Okay. I think there were only a couple barrels of, of new new oak. Um, and like a like a year or a year and a half or how, how long was it? About 18 months. Okay. Yeah. That smells really good. It does. I'm happy. When I tasted it, uh, when would that have been? We had an event in July, actually. Uh, it was called Tapas and Tempanillo. It's pretty okay. cool. It was, uh, we had Oliver Eats from down in Oliver um, cater it, and we had a Spanish guitarist, and cool. um, he was playing up here. We did tastings down on the crash pad, and we had a few different vintages of uh, Tempranillo to taste through. And Cool. This wasn't quite, the nose wasn't uh, quite as lovely as it That's is today. Yeah, but it's really nice to... Mm -hmm. funny that way, it kind of comes in, yeah. in waves. I will not be spitting this one. <laughs> it's okay, I haven't spit any of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, you don't really notice all the background noise until you're Conscious recording, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of noise. Yeah. But it's... That's the problem being on the valley floor, right? Yeah. I didn't realize the smoke, I mean, was that close. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, we're getting some spy gelt from the smoke, I mean, this year, which cool. will be really fun. Um, I'll be putting a little bit of it into our Blanc de Noir. I don't know if you've tried that. Our, uh, I don't think I have. It was a, a still Blanc de Noir. It was 75% Pinot, 25% Gamay. Um, cool. It was more, more rosé than I would have liked it to. So this year it'll be a little bit paler, but we'll, uh, we'll see. And I'm going to try some Svagelt in it as well. Try a little more of that one. Mm -hmm. That was, I think, uh, I might grab one of those on the way out. If there's any in stock. Ah, uh, yeah, there's. Cool. We just released it, so <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah. Do you get a chance to taste a lot of other people's? Uh... Yes and no. Um, I've been making more of an effort too lately. Um, just with Jack and Libby being here, um, I want them to see as much of the valley as possible. They, like Libby being from Australia, she obviously doesn't get Canadian wine out there. And Jack's from the island, but he just spent the last two years in New Zealand, so he's hasn't really been exposed to Canadian wine either, so <laughs> sorry. I should just <laughs> lean in. No, lean, lean away. <laughs> yeah, so th that's been really nice for me, being able to, to taste around. We've last weekend we went to Moon Cursor, which was really cool because they're doing uh, a lot of the s similar varieties that we are. So they do a Dolcetto, they do Tempranillo, and they do some other interesting ones as well. So it, it's fun to see other people playing yeah. around with new things and what they do differently what they're doing similarly I, I think that's why i like that that vqa release because there was a, i tried to 
not go to the ones I've had, you know, because mm. there were so many different ones I've, I've never, some I've never heard of, some I've never tried. And rather than just go with, you know, what you know kind of thing, right? Even yeah. if it's a new vintage and it's, and it's obviously going to be different. Yeah. But just some different ones that I was like, oh, you know, never heard of them and stuff, right? So I was like, okay, I want to try them specifically. Yeah. Um, there's one um, called Lariana Cellars. Yes. I tried. They're down, pretty much down near the border. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, uh, speaking about young female winemakers, yeah. <laughs> uh, another cool, cool uh, up-and-coming winemaker. So cool. that was that was fun. Um, but yeah, just different <laughs> ones that just you don't get that chance. Yeah. To chase 25, 30 different, different ones, right? So. Totally. Yeah. Um, what else have I tried recently? Oh, Jack and I went up to visit um, Evan at um, Blasted Church. Okay. Because they do some weird and wonderful varietals yeah. as well. They yeah. do. They have some Terraldigo, which was stolen from us. I'll have to go oh, yeah, track right. that down. But um, one. yeah, uh, so that was really cool. And some Legren, which <laughs> it was a monster, but it was it's going to be really cool. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool things happening in the valley and. That is the that is the thing about being able to try and and experiment and mm-hmm. right like totally and for myself like there's some varietals I've never had and being able to to try them right? yeah so yeah do you find that being in Vancouver you get a lot of or is there more of an international focus on the wine there or or is it Kind of 50-50? Um, yeah, it depends where you go and it depends who you... I guess so, like, personally, a lot of my influence has been French. Okay. And kind of my... Not the worst influence. Not the worst sure. influence. And, and <laughs> I, I, some of my biggest influence, influences are my in-laws, and they're big French wine, you know, um, connoisseurs, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, they love French wine. So, obviously... You know, you kind of do a lot of BC wines, but then, as I've mentioned a few times, there's a a, a Pimian wine club group. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's the ability to get wines from around the world and not just have to go to the liquor store and only be you know set with whatever they have. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's sometimes you gotta wait a wait a while, but you can get whatever. Right. Literally around the world: Chile, Argentina, Spain. You know, yeah. all, all of Europe. What you know, what I mean, like so. Cool. Whatever you want, yeah. So my cellar's got a variety of, of things. That's good. But then I still do if I like the BC stuff, and this goes back to our conversation about, you know, the the buy local or whatever. I'm not gonna drink if I don't like it. I'm not gonna drink it just because no. it's local. Local, no, I, right? Good. Which, if I like it, I'll, and I have stuff in my cellar. I have lots of lots of. Uh, Okanagan mm-hmm. and we were members for like Township 7 for a while and that's that was my epiphany one of my epiphany wines was their Black Dog uh, wine oh okay which is like a Bordeaux and I've I've mentioned this lots of times on the podcast right yeah. so that's kind of my epiphany was like a Bordeaux blend okay but the other thing about Vancouver is you, you get a lot of the natural wines are are that would be a huge thing yeah there. growing and stuff right so you got natural yeah. wine bars and so that's kind of going, but it's, yeah, it's, and it, it depends where you go for restaurants and stuff too, right? Like yeah. if you're going somewhere that, are they BC focused? Are they, 
an actual like wine bar is going to have a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like some, like we went to Tofino, and all, some of the restaurants were only BC, right? Because there's so many American tourists, and they wanted to try and like showcase BC wines. Oh, that's cool. Which is cool, but then it's like, well, what if I want? What if I want? Else? What if I want an Italian <laughs> yeah. wine tonight? Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, if you, you, you kind of almost do 50-50, I guess. Yeah. But. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because definitely in the valley, that there's a, obviously a, a huge push to, a f- huge focus on our, our local wines and our local industry, which, I mean, makes sense, but. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool to have a little bit more international exposure. Yeah. I should have brought something up. I should have brought, uh, oh. should have brought a present. Oh, no. I should have brought a present. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Well, I brought Grant one last time when I was up for the BC Pinot celebration. Yeah. I was staying with him, so I'm like, well, oh, nice. I'll bring something, right? <laughs> so I brought like a Roan, a Roan one that I knew he, he would never get, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but if I wasn't, so for example, if I wasn't in this wine club with, mm-hmm. a, with a bunch of exposure to stuff, you're just going to see what's in the, in the liquor store. Yeah, exactly. And all you're doing is, is whatever they have to offer right like yeah so yeah that club sounds cool yeah thanks for the tastings by the way oh absolutely it's been a lot of my fun. pleasure I, yeah absolutely it's been so nice yeah. that's the way to spend a saturday afternoon yeah spend the afternoon just chatting i think we're going to leave it there for now thanks for listening for more wine conversation and podcast updates you can follow us on instagram at ian's wine truths check out our website for great photos of our guests friendsofthevine.podbean.com Take care. Have a glass for me.